Welcome to the Shirts and Skins podcast. Before we get into the NFL draft, we have to give a huge shout out to Tyler Dreger and Joseph Stumper for coming out to our draft party that we held to an undisclosed location because we are not sponsored by them, but maybe we'll have one in the future. It was a great turnout. It was a good time. Wings, beers, pretzel bites with the boys, watching all of our teams make their selections. A lot of our teams made great selections. Josh, at one point, I can't really peg it. Maybe the Raiders were on the clock at the time when you got dead serious, dead quiet, all the jokes aside. Then they made their selection. You walked right out. How did you feel about your Raiders drafting Leatherwood? At the time, it was a little bit shocking. I don't know why I would have been shocked because it is Gruden and Mayock, and this is what they do. They reach for a top college. Like if you were Basically, if you were in the championship game, you're getting drafted by the Raiders. So I shouldn't have been surprised that this is the route they went because the other tackles that were more than likely going to end up being better pros were from smaller teams. You know, you don't, they didn't win. They didn't go to Clemson, Ohio state or um, Alabama. So a little bit frustrating. Eventually a little, a, a little bit. I mean, I had to take a little walk, you know, cool off a little bit, hear some heat for the rest of the evening. So that was fun. You know, it's just constant jokes about Leatherwood and, you know, something about knocking on wood if you were with me. At least you weren't in, like, your Raiders cap and your Woodson jersey. Because I mean, then everyone in, everyone there would have known. Yeah. The, I, I debated on just going to the car and just listening to the draft the rest of the way and just letting you boys have fun. I'd say probably, at least for me, the second funniest part of the night was when we were talking to someone who mentioned Michigan. And so, you know, thinking that we're adding someone into our group here, we're like, hey, yeah, our resident Michigan fan over here, Josh Fiedler. And she just walked away entirely and talked to other people. That had me in stitches. <laughs> and I was okay with that because as she continued to talk, you could tell she made a lot of bad decisions in her life, you know, being an Ohio <laughs> fan amongst others. So I was okay with that, her walking away. I misread that situation, but it, it turned out <laughs> to be She misinterpreted the own situation of the team. She was from Michigan, but she was an Ohio State fan, but also a Steelers fan. It was a very interesting person to me. Like meet. I said, a lot, of, a lot of bad decisions in her yeah. life, you could tell. <laughs> but, yeah, the, overall the draft, interesting. Not as many trades going on as I expected. I expected more trades. On day two, there was a lot more trades that happened, but day one, I expected more. A very surprising trade happened. The The biggest steal in the draft with Tory, your Bears coming yeah. up to take. It was like the they traded with a job on the line. <laughs> you could but definitely say thing. that. But they, a but couple of jobs are on the line. But it wasn't like they traded for that because if they would have traded for that, it would have been like what this, the 49ers gave up to jump. And I, jump I understand they jumped up a lot higher. But still, quite a bit. you jumped up to get a, a franchise quarterback that you're hoping is a franchise quarterback, and they gave up a fourth round and a fifth round and swapped firsts. And out of respect, they called Andy Dalton, and they said, you know what, Andy Dalton, you might not be the guy. <laughs> and then there's a guy named Aaron Rodgers who they drafted last year, Love. They didn't even call this they man. They didn't even give him the respect to say, hey, don't worry, this isn't like your your heir apparent. This is down the road. We're going to take this guy for not right now. They didn't give him the respect for that. Instead of giving him a weapon. We're not going to get you a, a wide out. We're going to get you a, a quarterback. Good backup. The 49ers, they called Jimmy G, and they're like, hey, again, just to keep like, keep in touch. In case just you didn't base know, with you. Yeah. Once we traded the third pick, in case you weren't sure. Because we're not sure who we're taking. <laughs> yeah, now, we're undecided. Yeah, Probably not going to be sure. a safety. 
And uh, just give you a heads up, we're taking this quarterback that's going to take your job. There's and something to be said again, for reaching out. Green Bay, now they're in the situation of Rodgers is saying, F you guys, I'm out. Like eight hours before the draft. Yeah, saying, I'm going to leave. I'm going to, if you don't trade me, I'll retire. Like, I'm not playing for you guys ever again. Real Detroit Lions-esque. And then, exactly. <laughs> and then you go and don't give the man weapon again. So, like, the third, fourth round, you go and find him, Rodgers from Clemson, and uh, and go ahead go and cut one of their wide yeah. receivers. Yeah, and you cut one of process. his wide out that he actually... Like, he was giving praise to that he would like he liked the kid, and he like, oh, you like him? Well, F you, we're going to cut him. We're going to cut him. We're going to get you a couple linemen. How do you like that? How about a cornerback? Like, a cornerback, you, you want out? We'll give you an out. Yeah, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure you're upset. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would say Green Bay and the Texans had probably one of the worst drafts. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into that then. We're going to do our NFL draft grades, best and worst. All right, Devin, go ahead and lead us off. I, w- I would have to say Green Bay and Texans. Texans, they didn't have a first or second round. Or then I think in the third round they went Stanford quarterback, which you probably could have gotten like the seventh round. <laughs> I, I don't mean, even know what they to had t- to take a quarterback though because the, the writing seems to be on the wall. But I feel like you could have got a quarterback from anywhere. Th- using your first pick that you had in the draft and you went with that quarterback. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. There, you know, there's some. I guess there's about some, Yeah, I guess. Hopefully, there's a lot of. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't see it. Good for them, I guess. But overall draft grade, probably the worst. For Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, hoping Green Bay did something. You got him some more linemen. You picked up another cornerback, which I didn't really think they were really too bad at cornerback. I thought they were actually decent at they cornerback. Were the, I want to say eighth best defense last year. So yeah, their defense was strength stout on last strength year. Isn't a bad idea, and but again, again, when your quarterback has been asking for years and years right. and years for another wide receiver, the year before he was very vocal about it, and then you don't get him a weapon. And then coming into this one, he's telling you, F you guys, I'm out of here. And the only that, like potential, okay, maybe we can make him happy if we give him a weapon and you don't do it. And you don't even do and that. And then the last pick, you just go and get him another running back. <laughs> like You couldn't find another wide out anywhere in there just to – In a deep wide receiver class this year. Probably one of the deepest wide receiver classes. And I I feel bad, bad for Aaron Rodgers, but I would have to say the Texans just because of how many – draft picks they had and to utilize what they I just I don't I don't like it man and they I was I was telling these guys you know they picked up the tight end Jordan from Miami um I like him uh, he I can't like go him. wrong with the a hurricane tight end um he actually is a solid a solid fit but who's going to be throwing the ball being that you don't know what's going on with the Watson and now you picked up this guy Mills so yeah, between them, I'd say those are probably the worst two. Now, for the best draft, not to be a homer, but the rich. The, <laughs> oh no, 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 Talk about Tampa. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we were both so, thinking so first <laughs> off, first off, we will go there now. We will go there now. Get it so, off your chest. Yeah. You've been it a everyone, lot. everyone's, everyone's hating on this, the Steelers draft, but we hit on everything we needed. Yeah, we could have. Got a couple linemen earlier, but we just probably got one of the best running backs 
that are going to be coming out of college in the past couple of years. And we still got our line. And we also got a blocking baby Gronk tight end who can block, catch everything we need. Maybe our next Heath Miller. And we ended up with grabbing the best punter in the draft. And we dra- <laughs> and we drafted a cornerback, which we needed a cornerback. Bro, don't talk about punters, man. As a Raider punters, fan, I Punters know. are football players, too. <laughs> as, a, as a Raider fan, I know. We, I mean, the Raiders drafted Shane Leckler in the second round. They did Market King fairly, I think it was earlier than the seventh round for sure. But don't talk about that. I mean, that's a, the boy's a, a beast of a punter. The 260-something pounds. He can throw, too. Maybe he's the quarterback <laughs> option. So The Saints are going to be looking to pick him up then if he can do a few different things on the field. That's what I'm saying. Swiss Army knives. And he's 270 pounds, so maybe he's on offensive lineman. You don't know what he's about to do. We don't know what he's about to do. But I'm not talking about the Steelers because people are hating on him, and y'all could just see <laughs> when y'all are below 500 oh, teams, and <laughs> we are still – above 500 and going to the playoffs the until the Mel last Kiper. six games of the season. <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge that. <laughs> but I was talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks, who basically brought in all the remaining starters, 22 starters. On both sides. Um, yep. And they just got richer. All they did was draft. First-round quarterback. Why not? Yeah. Quarterback, more, more linebackers, another defensive tackle, another lineman. And they have like seven wide outs and they grabbed another wide out just because. So I would say Tampa probably had one of the best drafts because they already had everything they needed and all they did was just reload on if they get any injuries. So that's that's what I would go with. Green Bay and Texans probably the worst drafts. Buccaneers probably one of the better drafts, if not the best draft in the league. All right, Josh, let's move on to you. Best and worst draft grades for the team. So I'm gonna go with start off with the, the worst, and it's I'm not gonna, I'm saying this I'm not saying this because they're division, but the Denver Broncos, Ooh. simply because you had a chance at taking your potential franchise quarterback. Unless I thought they're gonna do it unless he's a bust, but that, you have to take that chance. I mean, Justin Fields is there; he drops to you, like the guy falls to, into your lap, and you don't take him. How do you not do this? And then you take a running back in the second round when you already have a good stable of backs. Like It's not like you're hurting for running back there. They've you been could. the running back by committee for years now. They have a stable of, quarter, uh, of running backs. But again, to not take fields, and it's not a knock on Patrick Stan. I think he's going to be great. Uh, a, a good corner, a good shutdown corner. No, I really think he was shook because we even did a little video, and I was like, Dallas is going to take Sertan. I'm about to get my third pick, right? And Dallas was shook when Denver took Sertan. Right. No one's seen like, that coming, they were but lost. I guess Denver. Like, they were like, oh, crap, what do we do now? Their whole room was gone. <laughs> yeah. Their whole room was gone. They're like, oh, man, we got to reload and think this over. Let's get back to the war room, guys. Huddle yeah. back up. I thought we were <laughs> done for today. They were yeah. like, wait a minute. Oh, this is easy, man. Let's go ahead and yeah. have a seat and, and start like, high-fiving before the pick came in. But that one, again, shocked me because I was like, here's Justin Fields. I was upset. Oh, like freaking a! I don't want Justin Fields in this division because that's the one team that doesn't have a quarterback. Even though all you car haters will say differently, they're the one team that doesn't have a quarterback, and that's what they're missing. If they get a good quarterback, they're going to be a ridiculously good team because their defense is stacked, their offense is good. They have really good weapons. Their quarterback is just questionable. So someone say he's a lock. Do you <laughs> uh-huh. do you think 
like I guess they're thinking Bridgewater's the answer. Like to not take Fields, you got to be telling. Well, we're we're all in on on Bridgewater, and he's going to take us where we need to go. We can add to our already stacked defense. I disagree. I think they're as they have been since Peyton Manning retired. I think they're in a quarterback transition right setting. You're you're got Bridgewater there for a, a year or two. You're gonna have to draft another guy or hope to sign a free agent. You're hoping that this whole you know Rogers... what's good thing about Denver and Bridgewater. So Bridgewater is a Florida boy, and then he got to play in domes, and now he gets to go play <laughs> outside in Denver, and he's gonna love it. I'm sure. Oh Which, yeah. I mean, it just snowed right in Denver, and it's May, so and I'm that's sure what he's loving that Colorado already. Does. Like a real quick point that I want to make because. I, I lived in Denver, so I have a soft spot for, for Denver, Colorado, and those fans are great. Great, great fans there in Denver. FM fans. Yeah, the Raiders Sorry, guy. donkeys. But the issue that I have with Denver is for years they have had a really great, if not one of the great defenses uh, in NFL history, especially when they won their Super Bowl. Kind of relates to like a, um, a Chicago, Chicago team. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> But the issue that I have with them, it, it just stems from John Elway putting out the message that we're not trying to win now. We're trying to win from now on. And then Peyton Manning retired, and here's your chance to do that. And they roll out Trevor Simeon, seventh-round quarterback. Uh, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Northwestern. And they drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round, and they did that for three straight years. Paxton Lynch was in, was definitely going to be the guy. That... <laughs> I said he just likes to stay at home and play Xbox. And I'm like, so do I, boss. Yeah. However, <laughs> but so they did that for three years. And now that defense, that uh, no fly zone defense is just getting older, just getting older. And then they lose their two wideouts. And so you're losing those weapons. And again, all you really can fall back on is the running backs that they had there, which are workhorses. I love CJ Anderson. He's a great guy. Did a lot for the community as well. Again, Von Miller. Now he's kind of getting into some trouble too. So you might have to start looking at moving on from him, and he's the anchor of that defense. And so my issue with them is that the defense just it's it's holding, but when you have a, a quarterback in it, I just hate that that thought of what we need you to do is not turn the ball over. We need you to be safe. We need to run, run, pass, which is incredibly predictable, especially when you're rolling out a seventh round quarterback, and the backup behind him wants to play Xbox. <laughs> That's great, and all, but. Over the last few years since Peyton Manning is retired, you're not going to replace anyone with Peyton Manning for sure. But they have been in the last brackets of the league in most punts, in worst field position, the most three and outs, and their opponents have been in the best field position because you're always going three and out and you're doing long punts. If there's ever been defenses throughout history that you're actually able to take on all these turnovers if you have someone that can push the ball. But now you're down 10, you're down 13, you're down 14, and now you have to start taking chances, and you have drilled it into your quarterbacks not to take chances. It doesn't work. And so I'm looking around the league, and maybe Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that they can do with that. I'm like, there's Kirk Cousins out there. There's all these other quarterbacks that they can throw the ball. Jay Cutler was rumored to come back. Tony Romo, and I'm like, something. Guys who can throw that can give you 30 touchdowns in a season. Yeah, you, but you can stomach the 27 interceptions that are going to come because you have <laughs> such an amazing defense. It can handle it. 
But you got to be able to score at Jameis some point. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's been circling out there. I'm not saying that it would work, but you'd get more than five wins. You have wide receivers out there. You have Gordon out there. Kirk Cousins is winning playoff yeah. games with what? A Vikings great defense. Yeah, and, you know, good wideouts. He's not the greatest quarterback, but you have great wideouts, good wideouts. That's all you need. Just throw Mitch them. Trubisky took the Chicago defense to the playoffs two of three years. Mitch isn't going to ever be my point for anything. But if you have a great defense and you have a guy who you can take chances with, again, I think that furthers why I'd be more on and the he's a guy type of uh, Jameis Winston type of realm. But you can't keep playing Drew Locke and then drafting. It just come on. Mitch was a guy that I thought would have went. I don't know if they were looking to sign him or anything, but Mitch was a guy that I was like, that'd be a good fit to go over to, to uh, Denver here and see what he can do. Again, you're going back to another good defense. Give him some opportunities to kind of bet. He's playing going to better receivers. See what he could have done. I wonder if Elway has some like, yeah, I wonder if Elway has something in him where he's just like, you know what? As I'm over here, Never going to grab a quarterback that's going to be better than me. No, the the best thing, because you could hear it from Elway, you could hear it from the coaches, offensive, the head coach, the the couple that they had there in my time there. Whenever they brought up Paxton Lynch, it was, he's tall. Yeah. Yeah, he's tall. He's got, you know, strong arm. And I'm like, you got to move on from this man. You're not talking about his skill set. You're not talking about some quick legs. Accuracy. He's yeah. a tall guy. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's get a different QB in this room. <laughs> Yeah, just again, I'm happy that it fell the way it fell. I didn't oh, I want bet you did. I didn't want Fields to go to the Bears simply because you're a Bears fan. Story is the only reason why. I feel like you're Not dealing. We need a highlight, Holmes hey, and, uh, and Herbert. Over we need there. a highlight. This, we need to highlight this pod and come back t- when the Raiders lose twice to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> lock it in. Yeah, yeah lock that in. <laughs> and <laughs> going to the best. I got Carolina Panthers with – I think they made some great choices here. J.C. Horn as their first pick. You need a lockdown corner in that division. Going against the receivers, you're going against that division. When you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got Julio, you got uh, now Kyle Pitts. Like, they're just ridiculously on offense. You have Michael Thomas and whoever else is going to be over there with whoever's throwing the ball. So you got to have that shutdown corner. Then they turn around in the second round, you get Terrence Marshall Jr., a great weapon to add – for my yeah. boy over there. Yeah, definitely underestimated wideout. I think he's going to be great, too. So I really like that pick. They ended up picking Tommy Trimble, tight end. that they, they need a tight end. I think he'll be a nice little addition for them. And then you got Chuba Hubbard in the what the fourth round, fifth round, something like that. I can't remember which round he went into. But that's another complimentary back four. You can take a little bit of pressure off of McCaffrey. Great offensive, you know, like, weapons they added to add around Sam Darnold that hopefully he can be what I think he's going to be. Andy Dalton. And, and start to come up in that division. <laughs> a better version of Andy Dalton. The I mean, same some would say a, a Kirk Cousins, but same, me, Kirk same, Cousins but above different. average, so I would take that as a quarterback. But, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I think Panthers are within two to three years will be the ones that are on top of that division. The web, if Sam Darnold pans out, that's the biggest thing. Obviously, every everybody needs a quarterback. But the other teams, the Saints are trying to find themselves. They're in, they're in you know salary cap hell right now. You got the the Falcons and the Bucks that are a win now team. 
in two years from now, we don't know where they're going to be at. They're have to be coming down because they're like so they're in a win now with with those two quarterbacks having to retire eventually. So they're going to be something. I really look for Panthers to be something. Tori, where are you at, buddy? Oh, I'm riding the highs of highs right now. Of course. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm really upset that uh, on our Shirts and Skins Instagram page, uh, I did a few stories on there while we were live watching it, and I was so locked in on the Bears pick, and I lost my mind that I didn't even think to record it, and I should have, but I wasn't sure what was happening in front well, of me. The Shirts and Skins Facebook page went live, and we caught you in your I'm excitement. I'm so glad someone got that. We got that excitement for you and probably a look of disappointment on me. <laughs> feeling the hurt for the broncos that you don't like <laughs> no seeing you happy hurts me oh seeing me happy <laughs> that's what we're talking about all right so uh since we're going around the table and we're starting with the worst i definitely have to start with the texans i think you hit the nail on the head we're the last two off seasons like what hurts me about them isn't necessarily their choices it's that they didn't have draft picks to begin with and you should have when you got rid of Hopkins and you should have if you were smart and had gotten rid of JJ Watt before you decided to leave in free agency those are two marquee players you should have gotten something in return for them especially when it comes to first round pick talent it just hurts me to to watch they they needed to do something, anything, to get picks back in return for that. And the fact that they didn't have hardly any picks at all, sorry. They're, they're beyond rebuilding. Like, I don't even know what you want to call what they are. You can't rebuild. You don't have anything. Right. Like, they, they, they're beyond that. Like, they're beneath rebuilding. They're just... They could have traded Watson when he wanted out and gotten picks. And they said, we're not picking up the phone. Your job is to get better. At any given point, you at least... <laughs> Watson was picking up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you at least have to entertain a call. He was entertaining, all right. Good gosh. All right. Uh, the other one, since we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers and his draft bomb that occupied a lot of talk during the NFL yes. draft, the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if they're the worst, but I feel like we got to talk about them because they didn't do great. Russell Wilson is another quarterback that's saying, look, I want help or I want out. Didn't have a pick in the first and then drafted corner. Does draft a receiver? I know they did draft a receiver. Oh, maybe I'm flip-flopping because I think they went corner later. And so they got him a receiver. Excellent. Um, he wants an offensive line. Yeah. like Did he need another weapon? I just... I didn't quite understand that. He needed the protection, not the they weapon. Need protection for him, and they need defensive tackles. They need defensive linemen as well, and they didn't address that either. They Corner. Awesome. You want offensive line help? Sorry. You want defensive line help to you know keep the score from being 35 points a game, 30 points a game? But the corner can Sorry. play dime. Sure. That, that's great. I'm sure he's super pumped right now. So with that organization also, I just feel like they didn't address any actual needs that are going to help them go forward. That offense, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's they, they took a, a tackle in round six. Those always pan out. Always. You know always. I mean? Big body. <laughs> That's all you need really is a big body. So I'm kind of with them as far as my two worst. Uh, I would definitely throw Green Bay in there as well. We hit on that one. I do have to thank the Denver Broncos for not taking fields, even though they could definitely use what's been argued as the second most talented quarterback in this draft. 
pass on him. And then as soon as the Bears made that move up, I knew immediately they were getting Justin Fields, and I freaked out. And we think, didn't give up much to get him. Now, now, now the Broncos, the Broncos themselves, like, do you think they're like, damn, we took Bridgewater a day early? I kind of do. You know what I mean? Like, because I think he's a transition to begin with. So I right. think they're going to be looking for a quarterback. You had right. already I don't got know him. If they, they just, I would say, assumed, okay, the quarterback's not going to fall to our lap. Like, they must not have wanted Mac Jones, thinking that. Possibly could have been the only guy there. There was the talk right. Of Mac San Jones Francisco. is the same thing as Locke. We don't San want Francisco that guy. Was the the rumor that they may take him, but past that, it was like nobody wanted him. So unless they're thinking that Mac Jones is gonna be the only guy available, let's go ahead and sign Teddy over here, and then have Fields falling out. Even if actually that, does make sense. But even then, you take that guy. You take him anyway because you don't, don't know if you're care. gonna keep Bridgewater. Right. I don't care. He if just Bridgewater, got traded from the team. He got traded too. You want a veteran presence no matter what. So even if you do, you draft. Fields, and you say well, he's going to be our day one starter. You want a guy behind him to back him up to kind of show than, them ropes. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, who, right. you know, a little mobile. I mean, I wouldn't say he's still uh, – yeah, he still has to have that injury in the back of his head. But, you know, he was running, and he was, you know, mobile. And I don't think he has the arm talent that Fields has. Right. But the mobility, the the awareness, you I mean – You plan a game more around what, what he would ha- – kind of have for fields like they right. have a little bit more of a, a mold together. yeah bridgy Wa- bridgewater and fields would have no, I more like bridgy water bridgy water yeah especially over what the, the patriots selecting mac jones oh my which gosh it's a genius a genius new england move like that's what they do we don't know what mac jones is gonna be but if he turns into something and he falls down into their lap at 15 they don't care but now you have the the, the weird kind of situation they're in you have cam newton very mobile not you know much of a passer not accurate to Mac Jones, that's supposed to be just very accurate, statuesque kind of player. So right, Burrow. How do you how do you do your offense for a guy that you're backing up is a statue, and your starting offense is going to be this mobile move the pocket, all these kinds of situations. Quarterback like, sneak, right? So quarterback now you're kind of a lot of draws, you know, yeah. sneaks. Works for Brady. Play action. Those goal line quarterback sneaks. <laughs> yeah, those were he's he's money he on that. He has more fourth rushing thing. touchdowns than Joe Montana. <laughs> like he's incredible when it comes to that. For a statue, and again, I mean they're all goal line inches, one yard line, but still that that so, shouldn't be right. Right. That Tom Brady's not known for his mobility, that's for sure. Mac Jones should not play this year. Because no. as you said, the the offense is not orchestrated for him to succeed at the moment. Right. But also they just gave Cam more money, and the locker room loves Cam. They're high on Cam, at least from the the camaraderie standpoint. These guys love playing for Cam, and if he can come back healthier than what he seemed to be last year, I mean, who knows? Again, they were a seven-win team last year, and most of their playmakers on defense didn't play that year. Right, and they not only got those players back, but added a lot more. No need to rush Mac. And again, what I got to say, and I'm glad you touched on this, Devin, is because it seemed right about that time, okay, hold on, wait, Denver, we could get a quarterback but we didn't think he was going to be here potentially, which is why we got Bridgewater. Maybe we go defense, which, I mean, you can always use more defense if you have a great defense, sure. Um, and then Cowboys thought they were going to get that guy from what it seemed because that war room was empty. Yeah, they, were, they weren't even there. <laughs> they already knew what it was. They, they had their guy. They knew Jerry Jones, just like the Raiders, going Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, big schools, get the guy. Yeah. And then – Right after that, Chicago trades up. They get Fields, 
and all these teams start scrambling. And I got to touch on the Giants real quick because the Giants could have had Devontae Smith, wide receiver, trade back to get a wide receiver, but not the and Devontae not Smith. on the level at all. That a Heisman a, championship winner. Yeah, I debated Tony. on him. Exactly. That was one of the teams I was looking at. I was like, the Giants made that terrible trade, and now you take Kadarius Tony, which you could have traded back again, and he would have been there. Like, I don't know if they if they were looking to trade back again. Like the thing with the Giants and their their GM, he doesn't trade back. Like he right. never trades, and he makes and it's that like, trade. Why this time? Right. It, to take Kadarius Tony when you could have had Devonte Smith. Like, when you already have pretty fast paced wide receivers, you got Slayton over there, and you have um, can't think of the other the other man's no. name, and then you still have Golden Tate, which y'all were having problems with Golden Tate, but Tony, I mean. He's got that 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 Percy Harvin in him, I guess, but I I don't I don't know, man. I I didn't really understand that move. I mean, I understand you want to get your your quarterback as many weapons as you can. You want to get him the pieces like you want Dan, you want to see Daniel Jones is going to be your franchise quarterback. So you want to get him whatever you can. That'd be the ideal <laughs> thing. That's what I would have did. But that would blew my mind. But what I'm going at here is that that's right in this time is where I feel like all these teams started to kind of scramble and they got caught up in all the trades and what their plan was and how it changed. And then there's Bill Belichick just sitting back, watching it all unfold. Oh, look, there's Mac Jones. He did fall to us. Yeah, scoop him up. Why yeah, not? We'll take it. We'll take it because, yep. You know, but we'll need somebody in the future. Why not? We'll, yeah. we'll take the one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the draft. You're going to let him fall to me? Sure. Yeah, I'll scoop him up while you guys are in a frenetic right. pace right here. Let me not give up any assets to go get a franchise quarterback. And that's why I hate the NFC East. And he dropped to 15. I hate the so NFC So you're not East. paying him top five QB right. money. Like, you get him on the rookie deal for five years on the cheap. Yep. It's He could be average, and it was still a great pick. He could yeah, hold as you long as over. He does something until you okay. Find they already guys. did. They already did enough in free agency to where it didn't really matter what they did with their draft pick. Right. So at the end of the day, they got, um, they got who Bill wanted anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think that's who Bill wanted the whole time. So it, it couldn't have worked out any better for him. And it, I hate yeah, it. Yeah. It falls perfectly for him. Like, I hope he works out. I hope he does good. I don't like I said. Uh, I just I don't think I don't think he has the mobility of Burroughs, but that's kind of who Burroughs last year or Burroughs this year. <laughs> We're gonna find out. We are gonna find. We're out. Gonna find you don't out. give him a tackle. That doesn't help. They got that's one. Neither here like nor third there. or fourth round. It felt like the first round version of when Brady or when Belichick drafted Brady again. Not putting any type of comparison on the two of those at all. Uh, but the Patriots were up with their pick, and Brady looks at the. The draft, and he's looking at all the players still available. And he goes, "Oh, damn! Is that Brady kid still there? Yeah, let's pick him up. Why not?" I think the only difference here would Look, be he's still there. Oh, Mac Jones! It's, it's the pressure that Mac Jones has being a first round pick compared to a sure. sixth oh, round yeah. pick. I mean, the pressure is different, but it's still you fell to fifteen. You're probably not going to start this year, so just kind of learn our playbook. You know, take it easy. Let's see what next year is all about for you. I'm a big, big fan of top-tier talented players projected dropping because it's like they just get more and more upset, right? And you feel like that's you can definitely use that as a chip on your shoulder. Like, yeah, you're going to get super pissed that you you thought you were going third to San Francisco. Many people thought that that was it, 
And then he drops all the way to 15, except all of a sudden you're going to the Patriots. And so you're pissed and you're super pumped. The ones I love with that, and I'm bringing this up as uh, there's a Raider, uh, a cornerback they picked up from Illinois. He came out and basically said, I'm pissed off. I should have been better. I know I had better tape than some of these guys. I'm putting all these teams, you know, kind of putting my name out there. All you guys, I'm coming for you. And it's like, hey, the Raiders passed on you too. Every team, yeah. if you're getting drafted in the fifth round, every team passed on you multiple times. Like, those are my favorite. When these guys are a fourth round pick or something, and they're, hey, I'm putting all these all these teams, let them know I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm like, the team that drafted you did the same thing. They didn't like you that much either until they drafted you in the fourth round. Then all of a sudden they love you. Right, and the Raiders, no one being the Raiders, they probably drafted three cornerbacks before they even drafted that cornerback. <laughs> it was safeties, but hybrid safeties. Hybrid safeties. All right, so then let me get my homer cap on here so I can say that my best draft grade was the Chicago Bears. Hey, I dare say drafting fields is better than winning the Super Bowl for this franchise. Because this unites all of Chicago on the one thing that we've wanted for decades. Is it kind of ironic Soldier Fields got a Fields? Oh, no. This is Justin Soldier Fields. <laughs> That's his new nickname going forward. For sure. Absolutely. It And the Bears fan pages that I'm a part of, which usually drives me crazy because it's Doomsday every single Sunday there, Monday, Tuesday. It's the hangover from the Doomsday, and it's it's really rough. Just to see all these fans just hate on their team and their players over and over again. And the coach. And, then and it was, the GM. It, right. <laughs> it's just <laughs> been turmoil. And so it united all of us. Now we have a quarterback that we actually think is going potential, to. Potential quarterback. Potential. That we think can, you know, at least just make it exciting for us. Win yeah. some games. Develop. Go down the road. Remember, like y'all, said, y'all, y'all like had a quarterback. Were on the line. Y'all had a quarterback. Yeah, Remember that everyone Mitch? hated. Remember Mitch? Y'all went up and got Mitch. Hey, two playoffs in three years. And then y'all traded him. It was time to go. <laughs> for him and for us, it was time to go. But, and now, down the road, maybe we do have a shot at a Super Bowl. Now who's, now who's really feels good. throwing the ball to? Alan Robinson for this year. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hope that he's happy with this quarterback signing because he, he didn't even sign his free agent tender. No, and what I didn't initially love is that he was he said oh, hold on, I want to make sure that I get the quote right. He said everything happens I gotta believe that everything happens for a reason. And so there's a reason that I'm a bear. I'm like, say that more proudly and, and I'll be more excited. But it kind of sounds like you're upset that you fell to us. But also that he said I'm not worried about any of the other teams that passed me because I'm focused on beating them. So I do love that. I don't know. I just feel like the upside for us, it, it's so much higher than what it was. We have a really good defense still. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Matt Nagy needs to approach this with the same first year that he did with Mitch. And that's him going into the press conferences and saying, I don't care how many interceptions the kid throws as long as we win. It got to the point where Mitch Trubisky would walk in and turn off all the TVs in the locker room. Because he didn't want to see what everyone was saying about him. And then his coach goes on in every interview and just craps all over him. And then you start to see, oh, yeah, we're going to get Nick Foles. And I know like we're 3-0, and but we're going to take you out and put Nick Foles in. And we're going to go 2-6 and before we put you back in and you help bring us back to the playoffs. But you have to show, and that's what I love so much about the first year. Because we, we didn't know what we were. 
and other teams didn't know what we were, what we were winning. And then he had that same bring you along and I don't care about the consequences because it's going to pan out as he did with Mitch and he did it with, unfortunately, Parky. We were going to beat the defending Super Bowl champions <laughs> in the first playoff game and then he double doinked it, right? He, I mean, and he had a lot of misses as a, as a field goal kicker throughout that whole season, but the whole time Park, or, uh, Matt Nagy just kept saying he trusts him and he trusts him and he trusts him and that's the one that didn't pan out. And then since then, I feel like Matt Nagy was a changed man. He was harder. He was more harsh on all the mistakes. And then it just became a super predictable bootleg, run, run, short pass, offense, and then it just never manifested. And I feel like every team should do that with a rookie quarterback. You have to. If you're going to start your rookie quarterback year one, you've got to say, okay, they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. As long as you can see they're trying to fix those mistakes, I'm fine with it. Hey, don't turn it over. Don't make mistakes. Like it's impossible as a rookie. Like you're, especially you got some of these defenses. You know, a build. So what you're saying is you defense. don't have confidence in me to win you the game. Just that's you, what you need to have. You're going to start a quarterback year one, which I'm against. I I don't like the whole starting quarterback year one. Give him a year to kind of learn things. I'm more of a big fan of that that old school NFL type mentality. At least give him six games before you put him out there. But to See start where the bye week is as we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Are you still in the playoff hunt or is it a wash? Right. So that that's where I'm kind of at with that. I mean, let your rookies make their mistakes. It's going to happen. Right. That's part of the game. Just as long as you see that improvement from them, go with it. Fields has all the talent in the world. We followed that up by getting an offensive tackle, which we needed. Yes. You got two offensive tackles. Two offensive, yeah, because we got one late. Yeah. Uh, and then we also got Tunga from BYU, who's a mammoth of a man. He came out and said, I don't even care who's in front of me. I don't care if you get the best of me. I'm trying to get through you and get to the other guy. Love that. Absolutely love that. We shored up some offensive line needs. We shored up on the defense. We got y'all got more protection than Russell Wilson. <laughs> got that right. And we got a quarterback with tremendous upside. And we got him, I mean, almost outside the top ten. I'm super stoked. I feel like we got everything that we needed and then some. Some would say that's probably like a, a C grade. So, no, the Steelers <laughs> got a C grade. I think that's what you're trying to say. At least that's what all the all the other sports networks are saying. I mean, the great Mel Kiper, who oh man, Mel knows all. Oh, what a great what a great quote by Mel. I mean, thankfully he he has the correct grade for your Steelers. The worst, some would say. <laughs> I mean, he would say. I mean, and he's a genius, so I don't know if he's ever been wrong. I think he's always wrong. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen. I mean, no, Mel one mistake. Yeah, that he staked his career on. One mistake. And then it was Jimmy Clausen comes to the Bears, and I was so pissed off. It's a simple misspeak. I really I, hate you Mel Kiper. Stake your career on somebody is a misspeak. I, I really do like Mel Kiper. I, I don't know why. It's the foolishness that he does and how he hypes players up that shouldn't be hyped up. But I love it. I just don't know how he believes himself. Like the things he says is just so outlandish. Well, the can be spoken for for Stephen A. For, for Skip Bayless. For oh yeah, you you don't get that excited, that animated at like four a.m. when you're recording without <laughs> having a brown bottle underneath the table. Like they know what <laughs> before they're doing. you started hitting the record. They know what button. they're doing. Absolutely, and he always works up and, a great sweat. And he's a, he's a Baltimore guy, so of course he might throw a little bit of shade towards the Steelers. A little bit of shade. That's what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> I really hate that guy. So let me guys ask you a question. Fire so away. out of this draft here, we had quite a few 
quarterback, wide receiver, and quarterback, running back, slash wide receiver. Hell yeah, we did. With the... I didn't like the the way it fell out with the the Jags taking ETN. I understand you on the familiarity with your quarterback, but so you have the, the that combo there with Lawrence ETN. You got the the Hertz and the you have Hertz and Devonte Smith, Burrows with Lamar Chase, and Tua with Waddle, and as you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence with ETN. The only one I don't quite uh, well, there's two of them obviously because I just said ETN as well, but the Trevor Lawrence, I mean the. Uh, the Joe Burrows, I think they should have went with tackle. Devin, you said otherwise. I also say otherwise. I think y'all are both fools. You always want to protect your franchise quarterback. I mean, it doesn't I think he learned from his you, mistakes. Not, not if you're Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you don't want to protect. It doesn't those matter guys. what weapons you have if you don't have time to throw. I to think them. I think he understands that he has to get rid of the ball faster. So are you guys? That's do you I guys have. like the way they Quicker they did reads. this? Then you like? The I feel the, like uh, like you said the the familiarity the. Just come getting, especially the, the the they're so young to give them that that school vibe, that that friendship that they had. That I was your leader in college, so it's like now it's it's a a new guy, but not really a new guy because you already played with him. So it's like you already have respect out of him. You don't have to really earn the respect from that player. So that trust is already there. Um, some of the veteran wideouts or running back. You don't really have to get that, and I think ETN is going to be more of like a, a a third down throw to you know um, your check down your check down your James White you right. know uh, that's what he's going to be utilized and he's he's explosive, but they already picked up Robinson from last year, which was a right. shocker to the Un- whole league and free agent and I don't I don't see how you don't keep running with that, but yeah I think that's just one of those things you just comfortable. You want you want to have some kind of comfortability, and uh, I think that's what they did. And if I were to say which which one is going to do the best, you have to go Burroughs Chase. You have to. Whether the line is bad, whether it's not, I believe he's the better known quarterback right now, even off the injury, because you don't know what Lawrence is going to do in the NFL just yet. And I feel like Chase is the biggest threat to the NFL as the position where Waddle may have some speed, but he's still kind of small and where Devontae Smith is small as well. Not saying they can't be successful, not saying they won't be successful, but I would say Hertz Burrows. Hurts is the quarterback I trust the least out yeah. of all of them anyways. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Me too. So so I would just have to go Burroughs just because he was proven that he could play in this league. So that's where I would have to go. To piggyback off of that point – Devin, I think what this shows for all these quarterbacks is the organization is behind them on, and this can go two ways. This can also work for the organization if it doesn't pan out, is you're getting all these guys that they're comfortable with, they already played, they're only a year removed from playing together, and most of them have had a lot of success with these guys. All of them won the national championship. Right. And so what gets lost in translation, especially when it comes to the draft and you're the number one quarterback, the number two, number three, number four, number five. If you're any of those top five quarterbacks, you're 21 years old, 22. You're going into a team of grown men, 26-year-olds, 28-year-olds, 30, 32-year-old veterans who this has been their career for the last, give or take, eight to 10 years. And the organization is pointing at you this young graduate, maybe not even a graduate, and they're saying you're the guy that's going to lead 
this team out there. You're better than all of them. The organization falls on you. That is a whole lot of pressure. Oh, for sure. For a young quarterback. And if you go out and you get him somebody from college that he's used to, who's a star in his own right, at least when you go back to the huddle and the other guy who's 28 years old and he's barking at you, like, get me the ball, you can at least go to your other guy and be like, look, what did you see out there? Here's what I was trying to do. What's your feedback? You have a layer of comfort. You have a relationship that is already there that you've built before and you've had success with before. Don't get caught forcing the ball. Yeah, exactly. Don't get caught forcing the ball to the, what you already know because just know the other talent around you may be better. It may be, but at least they get to see that. They have comfortability with these guys, and right. they know that they can go head-to-head, back and forth, and it's not going to come from a place of disrespect. I could tell you right now, even being as a leader or being a part of a team, having someone that has your back right off rip yeah, is great to have because you could have these other eight, nine players – who have no respect, want you to earn your respect, all oh, the rookie this, rookie that. Carry my bags, rook. Yeah, ha. <laughs> well, guess what? My boy from college right here, he's going to carry at least three of those bags. Yeah. That's, that's my buddy. That's my dog. That's my brother. So that's where you can see that. Um, I like it. I like it. The Steelers tried to do it when they got Rudolph and they grabbed Washington. Um, still could be something. They were great in college. But you have to see it, and you have to see it come together in the NFL. And like I said, don't get caught forcing it. But like I said, I think the Bengals and Burrows and Chase are probably probably your best bet. But I also think from a playbook, from understanding the playbook, you get to go into it with a guy that you already know. And you already, you're going to know some of those routes that they're going to be comfortable with. It's going to help them there too. But also the organization, they get to look at it and say, we are investing in you. But also on the other side, behind closed doors, Lights maybe uh, darkened a little bit. If it doesn't work out, we're going to know which one of these guys that we can move on from. Especially with when you're looking at these Hurts and Eagles, I think we were both kind of looking at them like maybe it'll work out, but maybe not. But at least you still have Devontae Smith. Right. So you'll kind of know where to move on from there if you need to, if it doesn't pan out. Tua on the Dolphins, we're looking to see if he's going to be able to, to get right, right. after this that. This is kind of a put up or shut up for him now because you're giving him a weapon he's comfortable with. Waddle, I mean, so if you're looking at moving on from your quarterback, you got a receiver, you bring in another quarterback, maybe he can work with him. So I think it works on on both ends, for the player and for the organization, all the way through. I'm Like you said, all these guys have won national championships, yeah. with these being their number one. I'm stoked to see all four of these teams. It'll definitely be interesting to see how all this plans, plays out. Maybe Burroughs can get the ball out a little faster if he's has someone out there that he's won titles with before. Like I said, that that NFL speed, you have to get used to it. You can't sit around and hold that ball. And you still see till to the till today, these quarterbacks they they try to do something special, try to do you just can't. Not with these defensive linemen running for Coach, four, I got four, the ball three. out quicker. Uh yeah. yeah, but those safeties are faster. Yeah. Those quarterbacks are faster. Those linemen, they make faster reads than you. I mean, look at the Raiders. They're going to play with five safeties on the field. Well, Divine Diablo is going to be a linebacker. And Great name. Incredible name. And they're hybrid. So we can play them in as a, a, a nickel corner. They'll be or fast. you can go to a 3-3-5. Three, three, if they like, can make the don't tackle, worry about what we got going on because I, I was just impl- I was just impl- I was implying, you know, that they're probably going to be in the backfield really quick. <laughs> you know, um there's just uh, when 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 you're watching 
the quarterback in the back and they get an injury like Burroughs did, you're either going to learn from it or you're going to take some sacks, man. And well, I just didn't learn from it because I didn't give them the necessary protection. But I know what you mean. It's got to be able to read the coverages. When you have 11 people better. on the field and you have your five, six linemen on the field, sorry, they all can't be grade A first rounders. And uh, you got to you gotta pick and choose what you want. And uh, at the end of the day, take your chances with getting a third or fourth round offensive lineman and hope he's with that first round. Because like I said, I think there's some over overhype on Panay. And people are like, oh, he's the first round that I could see going to the Hall of Fame. Like I said, I've seen some crackback blocks, some double team blocks, and that's just what I've seen. That's just a video I've seen. And, you know, they're saying he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, well, if two linemen are on one defensive tackle, I would hope he has some great blocks. They're, so linemen. those are the videos I've seen. What videos did you see? I mean, I'm sure you've watched as much film as all these experts have. Are they? Are they experts? How many Oregon games have they watched? I mean, I'm sure they've watched plenty of film compared to what you or I have watched because we watched the From same, two years ago? We watched the same little, like, five clips that they would show over and over. So maybe they're going after the bigger picture and, and not showing just the quote-unquote highlight blocks so and the, the everyday the, the, blocks the, that he was Okay, doing. so the highlight blocks are the two-team, two-man blocks. That's what you got. I want to see the pancake blocks, single, single rush, block him – Make it to the second line, second defender. I didn't see that. So I don't think he's that special. But that's me. You know, some people yeah, give a C+. The Hammenager that, that sits at home and watches it compared to the draft experts and or the NFL. Are they experts? Because I've seen the grades they're giving out. <laughs> We're not talking Mel Kuyper here. I'm talking across the board. Pene Sewell was the overall number one from everything you read or Why did tight end go before him? Because he was a... Once in a generation type player. This is great. You guys just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, let's get off of this and transition to something else that we can debate. That being Queen James coming uh. out now, because this is always going to be a debate as well. You check out our Facebook page, Shirts and Skins, and there's a lot of debate, a lot of hate on this man. Everyone's kind of coming at him. You got everyone else is defending him. I personally love it, but now he's coming out. He's pulling the Mark Cuban card and complaining about this play in game because. Of course, now he may be in the play-in game because they're sucking it up. He came back and wasn't as healthy as he thought he was. Not playing again tonight. Uh, he left uh, the fourth quarter early the other night. And so Frank Vogel did say he didn't plan on playing LeBron back-to-back games. He did play that second game after after he played the first one against the Kings, but he did leave the fourth quarter early with some soreness in the ankle, and now he's not going to play against Denver. So... He's saying that, that whoever really came up with and this, yeah, they need this <laughs> no, for <one>. sure. <laughs> he said whoever comes came up with this idea should be fired. And he didn't say that. He wasn't saying that all up until like, oh crap, we might be in this playing game. He wasn't even saying that when Mark Cuban said it, <laughs> right? And he didn't even back him up, and, right? He didn't come out and back him or or Luca saying, hey, I agree with these guys now because they're out of the picture. They're back to we don't care again. Now that they're like not in that scary zone. So now they're dropping down into the Lakers, that being, and they're like, oh, crap, I don't want to have to see one of those teams. I don't want to have to see Steph Curry in that play-in game. So now they're like, oh, LeBron's coming out. This guy should be fired. Even like I posted online, I'm not a LeBron hater. I just don't like the the, the crying out. You know, like, I just – he's the face. 
this right here, if you felt some type of way about it, you should have said it when the rule got changed. Now, like you said, now that they're coming and they're facing it and it could possibly be them in this playing game, they're like, oh, wait, it's happening to me. I could be the first one to lose this game. That right there, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Either you're a part, you're with it, you're against it, but not, not now that you're coming up onto it, and now you want to say, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not down with this." Because when you were sitting in first place and it had nothing to do with you, or just when you were hurt on the sidelines when you had nothing but time to talk on social media, but now that you come back and you well, see that you're still failing, now the threat is coming coming to coming right you're facing it and i just i don't i don't i can't respect that because like i said either you're with a rule or not with a rule no matter what but when that rule is in place the first thing you say because this day and age you come out and speak that's that's what you do you post you do whatever social media this that and the other this rule was in place 300 and some odd days ago whenever the season started you knew this was gonna happen Right, exactly. I don't I don't I don't like that about LeBron because I just the timing, man. The timing is just it comes off crybaby s. I don't like that. And then the flops. The flops with LeBron. <laughs> that's my thing with LeBron. I, I he's just too damn big and you're the face of the NBA. I don't care who you're looking for, the new face, this that and the other. It's still LeBron James. He's still the king. He's still the guy who goes to the NBA finals and I wouldn't be surprised if he's there again, but it's going to be a tough road. So, Tori, we're talking about your savior. Oh, my gosh. Please come to his my defense. <laughs> Listen, Allen Iverson is my fa- my savior, all right? <laughs> no, all right. So, two things. One, that's that has really nothing to do with this. LeBron does this stuff. And, like, this this is what always cracks me up, right? Like LeBron's two- a media whore. Oh, oh yeah. 2010 free agency. All these billboards are across New York City. Come on, LeBron. LeBron to New York. All this. He goes to a Yankees game wearing a New York <laughs> hat. Everyone eats it up and that just goes to Miami. <laughs> like, like you said, he loves the attention. He loves to, he just loves to be a part of it. Um, but what gets lost in translation with him saying this now is the media saying last year, you didn't have a problem with this. So this gets this is where the context gets lost. Last year, when they announced they're going to do the play-in tournament, the season had just started. There's eight games left to play. Mathematically, there's like four extra teams that could all make the seventh or eighth seed. He said, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Let's do this eight-game scramble, and let's see what happens. Let's yeah, see who can get it, in. It was exciting. And it was exciting. He didn't say that he was pro this coming and being a new staple rule for the league from here on. But now, he didn't he didn't acknowledge that either. Right. He didn't acknowledge that either. So therefore He liked it for the, the little no, which, COVID. It makes scramble. sense. I he can didn't see say that he there, likes was, it now. there was there was close there was close There is a difference. Yeah, there was there was close uh it was close in standings and you know, you're getting a jump back and you know, all these teams, hey, you want to see which team could get hot and it took Which, four months off. Yeah, I mean, we made got to sense. the seating Made out. sense. Yeah. But they didn't just say, oh, hey, guess what? After the All-Star break, we're going to do that playing tournament again. Right. It was already set in stone. That's exactly. what that's, that's where I'm at. Like, y'all should have said something, hey, we're not in, because you already know it's set in stone that, hey, we're going to have the playing tournament this year. 
that's when you didn't hear none of these players. So Luca and, and, and Cuban, it was the same situation. They were near that kind of borderline yep. of having yep. to play those playing games, and they're like, oh, this is dumb. I don't like it. They started getting away from it. Quiet about it. LeBron's <laughs> falling down to it. All of a sudden, he's chirping about it. If you want to get technical, the first person to say something about it was Draymond Green. And Draymond Green, he might be the only team that actually Listen, he's gonna be benefit it. from it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, I don't think LeBron actually cares. I got a feeling he doesn't care because he has the mentality. He's going to care if he gets knocked out in one game. <laughs> he's not going to. He has that winner mentality. I don't think he he'll cares. put everything he can. He'll win the game because the only team that might scare you, and even then I don't know if they will scare you, is the Warriors. And they're beat up. And the chances of the Lakers really seeing the Warriors, I don't think is going to happen. Because if you are the the seventh seed and you win, you don't have to play the next one. Well, and right now, and right now it's the Spurs that are in the ten spot. So right. you would see the Spurs. And the, the Spurs are, are beat up. The Warriors are beat up. And the Lakers are technically in the sixth spot. They're not even in it yet. But well, they just lost, so they dropped to seventh. So, so they're down to seven. And that's now. what he said. The sh- right. SH is stupid. <laughs> but again, they're tied for fifth. So they win, and they got eight games to go. Right. I don't think they're going to be in the play-in at all, which is why I don't think he honestly cares. And if you're going to put LeBron against one team, one game. I mean, I'm going LeBron and Anthony Davis. Well, let me ask you guys this. As the defending champions. If somehow, some way, they do end up being the eighth seed, and they have to play a certain Phoenix Suns team. Oh, that, Phoenix! That one of our fans may be a, a slight fan of. Is this a first-round exit for them? I think you'll see a repeat where it'll be the second time in history where the eighth seed knocks out the first seed. We're not going to mention I don't, who I don't the know. other one was. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to mention? We it, don't want to talk about that. I don't, Dallas. So we don't talk MVP about MVP Dirk. MVP Dirk. <laughs> I, I don't. We believe Warriors. I believe the Suns are balling right now. I do well, believe you'd be that. Right. No, they are. No, <laughs> I, 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 no, 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 no. Just they're clicking on all cylinders. They're not getting in. Even in these close games, they're winning. They're they're winning out of conference, in conference. They're. On the road, at home. If the Lakers, like, if the LeBron and Anthony Davis don't get back to where they need to be in eight games, the Suns are going to beat them. If if LeBron's ankle's more hurt than we think, if Anthony Davis, I think Anthony Davis is playing at, like, 50%, 60% right now. Well, and so let me say this. LeBron said he'll never be 100% again after this ankle injury. Of course he won't. He's- now, do you think that's BS? Or do you think I do think that's honest? BS because <laughs> it's BS at his age. Of course, you're not going to be a hundred percent like, but even a ninety-five percent LeBron, he's going to be fine. Is top, if not yeah. the top, top three. You're in not hundred percent because you're not okay. First off, anymore. he don't have these little baby chicken calf lay. You know, like <laughs> right. he has some meat on them bones. Like he's fine. You put a little ankle wrap on there, he's good to go. Oh man, who said it? Uh, I think. They asked Dwayne Wade about LeBron, and they're like, if you could have one thing that LeBron has, what would it be? And he said it'd be that go-go gadget calf muscle. (laughs) (laughs) I lost it. It was so funny. So, no. um, The Suns are the hottest team in the NFL right now, pun intended. NBA. NBA, Or in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Went for the joke and botched it. They just don't have playoff experience outside of CP3 yet. And so that's that's where my worry comes from. But you get it by winning. 
And so when they get again, I don't think any team wants to see so, the defending champions. But look at look at how right the Boston away. look how Boston look how Boston did when they had all that young talent and they were just balling, man, just basically just full of energy. They didn't yeah. know what the hell they were doing. They were just they were there. Miami Heat they, last year. They were just balling, you know. Yeah, and where did that go? You know what I mean? Once you're there, you're in the playoffs. You feed off the hype and the energy, and it's just differently. It's different. It's played differently, and. uh CP3 gets them young guys going, and they just match some young energy. Devin Booker hits some threes, gets some 30, 40-point games. and I'm so happy for Jay Crowder, but I'm so mad he's not in Miami this year. <laughs> we loved him so much last year. And him and CP3 over there in, in Phoenix, it just made all the sense in the world. I did not think they'd be the first seed. I did not think they would be the number I, one team I thought they would be in, good. in the NBA. I thought they'd be good. Well, I they'd be they'd be fourth or fifth. What I was, was going to say take? four. There you go. Is where I had them at. You got to think between the Nuggets and the Jazz, though they lost their point guards. Yeah. Right. So that I mean, and the Jazz are still borderline right there. I don't think the Jazz. I don't think the Jazz have a chance without Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I just that'd be impressive. I believe I made this comment a few weeks ago on our podcast that I was afraid the Jazz were peaking too early. Yes. And I think it's. Finally hit them. It is a long season. Yeah. And if you're coming out of the gate 110, 120%, that's hard to sustain. And, and you're, you're without, not in the playoffs yet. Yeah, and you're without your point guard. And so. now you're starting to get dinged up. You're starting to have some injuries. It's gonna. It wears. Oh, for sure. It wears on you. So I'm more worried about the Jazz than I am the Suns, unless the Suns play L.A. Yeah, I'd be worried if they were playing the Clippers too, but that's I, not going to happen yet. And um, now, and now that we were talking about LA, so all all jokes it. aside, all jokes aside, what is the chances of very outlandish in the East, but a New York, New York, and LA versus LA conference championship? That game? would be any round, any round. I want right. to see LA versus LA and NY Knicks and Brooklyn Nets. I want to see for it so TV bad. purposes. That would actually be incredible. Like that's what you. Those want are your there. two biggest markets, right? That's your biggest markets right there. Absolutely. You know the the teams that everybody talks about the the Knicks are on this ridiculous season that they're having, where they were supposed to be just these underdog, no name scrubs, and they're playing out of their mind. Battling for a lottery pick. The the, the big three over there in Brooklyn and what they're doing. Oh yeah, the, the Knicks would get rolled. Don't get me yeah. wrong, oh, but for it sure. would be awesome but for, it's, it's for the def- brand of New York. NBA is better whenever the Knicks are good. You want that to be one of those teams that's the historical franchise. You need them to be good. On the other side, you have the two LAs. You know, the, the Clippers were the team that what was should have been last year. Correct. They were supposed to be it, like, and they choked. Well, it, they're it now. They got Rondo. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope that uh, Pandemic Paul doesn't show up. <laughs> but... Then you'd have the like I said the two LAs, you know the you got the Lakers who are the perennial winners that do everything great, the the perennial losers, and the Clippers. Can the Clippers finally get over that little hump and be able to beat the big brother? It could be this what year would be if, if what 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 if the Knicks and the Clippers are in the championship game? That would be ridiculous to have those teams. Like, what are the odds of that? The LA I what the odds they, of that are. <laughs> I mean, the Clippers never odds low are, enough for Devin to put money on. Yeah. It. <laughs> the, the Clippers' odds, I'm sure, aren't terrible when it comes to them being in the championship. They have to be better up. now because I mean, they're one of the healthiest teams right now. Yeah, the Clippers, and are, they've been sitting. They've been sitting. Leonard, <laughs> due to their minute management, they love to do with their their all stars there and just continually let them ride the bench. I'm not a huge fan of that kind of thing. We talked about early on before the season, but 
that matchup would be incredible. Just again for the it's the two teams that you had the little brother that can't seem to get over the hump gets over the hump, and the Knicks that came out of nowhere to beat the Nets, the the perennial championship team that everyone's saying that. So it'd be Clippers in four. I would think so. But then again, if the Knicks <laughs> if the Knicks are there, yeah. They're obviously doing something right. right. They have no, to no beat doubt. some beasts if, in if, the yeah, East. Yeah, if they if they if they got over the 76ers, Milwaukee, 76ers, Bucks, right, yeah, the, the, the 76ers, Brooklyn, Bucks, or, yeah. or Brooklyn, like good lord, that's a nasty run they would have to go on because they would have yeah. to. I think you'd just have to see two of them. Yeah, at least two of them. So and probably have to play either one of last year's Eastern Conference Finals teams in Miami or Boston. Right. Which, that's yeah, where they're not playing great right now, but it's like who cares it when it comes to the playoffs. So that would it's be different. incredible to see. I would love to see it, not just not not the, the finals matchup because I don't think that'd be a great finals. But I always looking for the story. You know what I mean? Right. We got. I'd love to see the LA versus LA, the New York versus New York kind of matchup somewhere in that playoff, just to kind of and it'd be even cooler if it was the conference game to see who goes to the next one. I want to see how many Brooklyn Nets fans there actually are. Right. So when it comes to a home game in Brooklyn, how many Knicks fans show up? I think the Knicks would probably overrun that stadium. I think they would. I think it would be 20,000 Knicks fans and 6,000 Nets fans. I wonder how many of them, quote-unquote, Net or Knicks fans jumped over to the Nets. Ooh, and then when the Knicks When the Knicks started getting good again, they're like, oh, well, I've been a Knicks fan my whole life. That kind of fan, because there's a lot of them out there. I've been a Jazz fan since 2021. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You said Trailblazers earlier this year. That's both of them, man. <laughs> I've been a Trailblazers fan since Carmelo joined the. You know what I mean. So I've been in 2020. Hey, shout out to Carmelo still playing. Yeah, still putting I up love 15 Mello. solid points. And shout out to Julius Randle for becoming the first Nick since Carmelo in New York, dropping seven 30 point games in a single month. He's having a he's falling out of his year. mind for not having much around him. His shot is as awkward as it looks. I mean, it's still going in, so who cares what it looks like? That's what it's all about. But he's able to dish it. He's able to rebound. I said that was it was one of the best matchups so far. I mean, you're getting down to the wire. Where, like we were talking about last week, that Randall and Zion, that was a hell of a matchup. And then just last night, you had Giannis and Durant. Yeah. I mean, and there's some there's some killer matchups brewing. So and it's all seven to nine games left where we're starting to come down to the wire here. Who's going to get healthy? Is LeBron going to get healthy? It, like, what's going on with AD? He doesn't seem to be all there. The Lakers got to hope they can get all that together when these next, I think they have eight. So Harden and Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant, I think they've only played seven games together this year. They have a losing record. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's incredible that they haven't hardly played but have the record they have. So if those three can get on the court together and get things figured out, Again, they don't have much time to do it, but I don't know if you need much time when you have those three. ISO. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, is you're going to fall back on those tendencies that you are comfortable with. Kevin Durant, ISOs, post-up. James Harden, ISOs, maybe pick and roll, but he tends to find the guy in the corner or running to the to the wing for a three. Kyrie Irving, Harden's- ISO, 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 and dribble and make magic happen. Harden is the kind of player who's like, I wish I could pass the ball to myself. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm open. Yeah, I'm open. But I feel like he did whenever they he did have the other stars with him. He did step back a little bit. Oh, Harden did phenomenal. No, like, he does a step back. He he was the one that we we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. He makes the most sense with with fitting in 
with that offense. Kevin Durant, he's, he's an easy 40 points whenever he wants it. Harden is, has taken that step back in the sense of he's willing to facilitate instead of Some would say score. it's a travel. Well, there's no such thing as the NBA. You have the crab dribbles, you know, the it, it's stupid. The double step this. back. <laughs> you know what, since, like, just particularly since we're on the topic of traveling and LeBron and Harden and the crab dribble. Well, no one said LeBron. 2000. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you, you, you said LeBron. <laughs> 2009, LeBron did a crab dribble. The refs called a travel. And his excuse was, it's not a travel, it's a crab dribble. And I'm like, it's a travel. Now it's legal. I'm like, what? Hold on. Hold on. Now it's yeah. legal. LeBron can get the ball before so half great. court and just walk with it in his hands. Right. Oh, like across half court. Yeah. He has. And that's not a travel. So there's yeah. no like, I forgot I was even doing it. I'm yeah. like, walking and not dribbling? You forgot. It's become too much of a habit if you forgot that you were doing like, it. That's how you know there's no such thing as a travel. In oh, the NBA. man. He thought he was 6'11". <laughs> just thought the ball was already That's bouncing amazing yeah. forgot i had the ball so good so it's still yet to be seen with the with the suns but the i Suns, think... i i do think they're gonna get out of the first round i'm not gonna i know i, I kind of give joe stumper a hard time about that but i think the I suns will get out of the first round depending on matchup of that second round is going to be a big factor if you see the lakers if i'm the suns i don't want to see the lakers like that's one team I do not want to see. I want to see the Clippers and the Lakers in the very first round. Because if either one knocks the other one off, I feel like that blows it all wide open for everybody else. Right. I just want to see it right away. And that's a tough and that's a tough matchup. That should be a conference finals matchup. Yeah, right off rip. Right. right off rip. Yeah, right off rip. Just oh, man. Set the tone for the playoffs. Because Let me get of the, a nice seven game Because of series. the injuries to the Jazz and the Nuggets, I'm not as like scared of them. <sighs> right. Uh, those injuries with Murray. With, with, with Murray. I love Yochik this year. Crown him. And I, MVP. Crown you got Porter. Him. Porter's balling. And Aaron Gordon's, you know, he's showing up. Don't, don't count the Nuggets out just yet. But. Yeah, I think Jazz Jazz were looking hot, and like you said, they got without Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just spider. Yeah, it's just it's done. That's a wrap. Sorry, Utah. You know what I mean? Come back next year. Let's go Blazers. Look at that. You just jump real quick. Welcome <laughs> to the NBA. <laughs> we gotta hope the Blazers can get out of that playing game because right now they're and in. Hopefully, it. they see the Lakers and knock LeBron out. I would love that more. It'd than It'd be anything. great. How do you like that, Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> hey, head-to-head Carmelo, there was a time where he owned LeBron. Head-to-head. That actually, that was a finals matchup. I Everyone's talking Kobe and LeBron, all this and all that. 2009, I wanted Cavaliers and Nuggets. Because seeing Carmelo and LeBron, same position, just going head-to-head at each other for Was for that when uh, Kobe series, Bryant knocked out amazing. Carmelo? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. And LeBron had already been yeah. knocked out. Yeah. So, so it wasn't it was getting like, that either uh, way. Yeah, it was like no matter what, you still seen. You're right here. You're right here. And then you know, Kobe and LeBron were just next level. That was one thing. Nuggets kept seeing the Lakers and or the Spurs. Yeah, the like, Spurs. It was just really bad timing. It was like, oh yeah, we we put it together. We won another fifty games this year, yeah. fifty two. So we're probably like the third seed, not eighth. I'm pretty sure Kobe. You play the Lakers I'm pretty sure Spurs Kobe again. Bryant. Not just because Carmelo wanted to go to New York for being a homebody, but 
pretty sure he just was tired of seeing Kobe Bryant. So he was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to New York, go home. <laughs> I'm going to go see LeBron over here instead. Yeah, yeah. Sh- maybe this will work out. See him and Wade. And then, yeah, LeBron was like, hold on. We got Wade and Bosh. He's like, damn. That didn't work out at all. That's what I love. The, the first season, Carmelo Anthony jumped out, went east. I'm like, you're going to have to see the Celtics. Well, see, and they've been running LeBron ever since he's been over but there. But see, the plan was Ran him. when he went to the Knicks, he was like, man, every time I come to New York and Madison Square Garden, I'm putting up like 40, 50 points. Yeah. Maybe I could do this every night. And then he remembered like it's almost impossible to do that every night. So like it just didn't pan out. It wasn't the way for a lack of trying. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. He was putting them up. He I was definitely the putting them up. Celtics and Pacers over here. And then I still got to play the Lakers and Spurs twice a year. Nah, just didn't pan out. Especially with the haul that New York had to give up in order to get him four months too soon. Well, you know, chase the bag. It happens, man. Like I said, I want to see the New York, New York, L.A., L.A. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be awesome to I see. I want to see Curry and anybody. Curry and anybody. Make that playoff game. Let's go Trailblazers. Run it. Let's <laughs> do that. <laughs> Let's go Trailblazers. Uh, one last thing to go back to the NFL draft. I just want to do a quick shout-out. Kevin Roman, happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Big Browns fan. Huge Notre Dame guy. Like, never seen somebody into a college I think he only has, he like, 100 hats. Like, he is Notre And they're all Dame. different. And it's Notre Dame Respect. every sport. He's like into the, every women's sport, men's sport, everything. And I know he wanted the linebacker Jeremiah Ozukoromoa really bad. They drafted him in the second round. He was super excited. So shout out to him. Hey, there you go. Shout out to the Browns. I'd like to see the Browns do something this year. Let's see if they can take that division. It's going to be tough. Yeah, but just build on top of what you did last year. They they're, they made some good moves in the draft. They're so. trending up. Congrats to Kevin there with his perfect draft for him, you know. Getting that homebody, it's always nice to see that. Always nice to get that homebody. I really, it was like three years ago, four years ago, the Steelers drafted Artie Burns, one of the biggest busts in Steelers franchise history from the Hurricanes. Great college player, great story behind him. Went and bought his jersey because first round Miami Hurricane player to the Steelers. And, uh, yeah, one thing was right. He got burned a lot. I was was blessed to have Charles Wilson go to the Raiders. There you go. Favorite player when he was in college, went to my favorite NFL team. So it was just a dream come true for me. So I know what you mean there. It's that excitement adds a little extra there whenever you get that guy that you're already a fan of a team and you're one of your guys from your college team comes over. It just exactly just feels like he's one of your guys. You get to keep cheering him on again. Dude, I was a big Bears fan for at least seven years. There you go. You know what I mean? (laughs) When when Devin Heston went to the Bears, I was like, dude, I watched watched him in high school. I watched him in high school. I watched him all the way through college, 2005 NCAA. He was my wide out, my kick returner, my (laughs) cornerback. You know, that that was my guy, Devin Hester, you know, and I, I was a Bears fan. And she, you, some players, man, you got to stick with your alum yep. and you want to see him do something you special. Follow the certain guys. Got to. Got to. Not as high on either one of those notes, but uh, University of Georgia, Roquan Smith. We got him in Chicago. It's just nice to see him. Yeah. Kind of hampered by injuries and all that. And his size is a little this, a little that. Make some bad decisions here and there. But yeah, you just look at him and you're like, damn, I love that guy. Add that extra Glad he's on my team. Yeah. Still pulling for him. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Shirts and Skins, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out. I think that's about it. Uh, we got hats. We got shirts. Check it out. More to come eventually. Um, Justin Soldier feels jersey on the way. Leatherwood jersey's not on the way. <laughs> 
So yeah, we'll all chip in. We'll we'll get Moving you on, on, Josh. Moving on from that, Buddy Johnson, fourth rounder, linebacker, Steelers. Jersey's on the way. Run it. I mean, if I'm going to pick one, it's Devin Diablo, Divine Diablo. I mean, name like Diablo, you know he's going to be a beast. I feel like that's a creative character, and exactly, Madden. like that's it's Diablo fighting chicken. No, wait, no, shaking bacon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's it, man. Share if you care. Run it. Go, Go Clippers. Oh, okay. I'm a bad. I apologize. <laughs> so. Go Bears. Thank you for listening to Shirts and Skins podcast.